Here we go. We are back. We are back, everybody. What's going on? It's your boy, Mikey. Can we keep it real podcast? You know, giving the people a voice. Giving the people a voice. You know, not every opinion that I say is popular. You know, and one opinion that, that I said, I said today that, that the feasibility study, maybe the storage company should uh should pay for it. And and we know Storage Wars says, uh, yeah, big TV show. Uh, we have a few nice great local storage companies in Westerly. Um, we're going to have Bob Selico from Trestle Park Storage. You know, so definitely if you need storage, give Trestle Park a call. They'll be able to accommodate you on many different size storage units. But we're going to let Bob explain a lot of that in just a minute. If you was on the show earlier, this is pretty much, or if you missed the show earlier, this is pretty much what you missed. I could. So in a conversation with the town manager yesterday, he was clear that going through the source well process uh, basically is the RFP, that, that an RFP has been issued through this process um, because this project or others using the source well process doesn't need to go to bid doesn't necessarily mean that it shouldn't but the but the expectation would be that the pricing would be higher than we would get through source well. yes because you're not getting the volume pricing that they get right. because of all the members that could potentially purchase off this contract okay so the community members who are concerned about this not having gone out to bid it actually has it has you see that they said if you're concerned it didn't go out to bid it actually has gone out to bid but i'm gonna give people a chance to share this and we'll be right back don't have to have a mental health provider in the room with these these students you could even pilot it at the high school where just like they would leave uh campus to go to their doctor um and then they would get a and then they would get um uh you know a, an excuse Right? It would be the same thing. They would go to this room, they would check in, they would talk either on their phone, the computer, um, and there would there would be, uh, you know, a mental health uh, clinician would sign off and say, this is their appointment date and time. A more lost instructional time. If you're talking about during the day, that, that's a, a problem. That's the bad guy. Ms. Dinwoody should probably do a little bit more homework before accusing somebody of not knowing what he's talking about. Shit and far right wing crap for two years. I am extremely offended. We have by two that. open forms. One is for agenda items we adhere to. One is for whatever we want to talk about. Folks tonight, um, and it, they seemed like they were very comfortable in attacking me, and I felt attacked, quite honestly. But that's okay. I defend their right to attack me. Thank you again, Mr. Chairman. I don't threaten anyone. I don't use profanity. With all due respect to Mr. Flanagan, I can stand up here and say nothing for five minutes or stand in my head or sing the Brown Fight song for five minutes and do whatever I want. Do not stand on your head and sing the Brown Fight song, please. We're going to bring in Bob Selico, um, Trestle Park Storage. What's going on, Bob? How you doing? Uh, let me get this music out of here. One man band, my producers, uh, took the day off. You know, how are we doing? show. That's it, man. You know, we, we do it all. We do it all, man. Welcome. Nice to meet you. Um, local business owner. I'm big on support local businesses. You're the owner of Trestle Park Storage. Um, you know, you want to tell people how they can reach out to you? Well, uh, we have a white, uh, website, trestlepark, uh, self storage.info, 
or you can give us a call at 401-596-6356. We answer the phone all the time. We try to accommodate anybody that we can. There you go. Now, earlier, I made a few comments that, you know, it's, sometimes it's really hot. It's not easy to always get a storage unit in Westerly. You're right about that, Mike. Um, in, in 20 and 21, even into 22, um, things are very tight in Westerly. And I saw that and we started making plans of how we might be able to alleviate that situation. Um, right now, because of the economy has turned, there's a lot more available in town. And, you know, we can go from high to low on price right about in the middle. But you can, and with the same amenities as the big guys, you know, um, you can get just about what you need now. And our prices are comparable to the surrounding areas. I know a lot of people say, you know, storage is going up and it has. Unfortunately, you know, with inflation and everything else, you know, groceries, gas, the whole bit, you know, prices have gone up. Our costs have gone up. Um, our taxes have gone up. Our overhead has gone up. Uh, but we try to keep, you know, uh, we try to keep it real, just like you. Um, I think I've had four price increase increases in 16 years there. I, I would say that's not too bad. Um, and right now, we do have uh, units available, as does everybody else in town. Now, there are other local storage, um, local small business storage owners in town. Now, we are basically here because we have um, a big company that wants to come in uh, where the former Staples is, and they want to put, uh, from what I understand, a massive storage unit on that property. One million three hundred eighty-three thousand seven hundred and fifty cubic feet. Now, if that gets passed, which it looks like it's probably going to, what could happen to places like Trestle Park and and the Connection and other local storage companies? Well, there, in order for them to make that overhead, Mike, they're going to have to generate a huge amount of money every month. And right now, the deficit in Wesley is about 11,000 square feet. That won't even make a dent in their overhead if they get it all. And the only way they can get it all is to undercut everybody else and see if they can. Every month, we have anywhere from 5 to 15 people move out. And then more people move in. Um, so they, instead of people moving into our facility... You know, maybe they'll undercut us to a point where they're all going to move into their facility. They're going to need it all. They're going to need that 11,000 square feet that we're undersupplied for the time being. We'll get into that a little bit later. And then they're going to have to take market share from at least three, maybe four other facilities to turn a profit. At least two facilities are going to disappear, and they still might not make it at uh, 16 Post Road. They're going to have to take that market share and hope they can make overhead. Their overhead is going to be massive. I haven't done the exact numbers on it, but it wouldn't surprise me if their overhead is going to be fifty grand a month or better. Wow! So that's renting out a lot. You better rent out a lot of units to make fifty grand a month. Now, big companies like that, they must not turn a profit for the first five, eight, eight years. Well, no. If um, if you go into the right market, okay, and what you want to provide is undersupplied, 
you'll rent up very quickly and you'll you'll turn a profit within a couple of years. In this market, though, seeing we're only undersupplied by 11,000 square feet, and I'm approved to do 33,500 square feet, I'm phasing it. Uh, we're going to do about 12,000, maybe 13,200 square feet in the first phase. That will satisfy the demand, and it won't hurt any of the – or it won't put anybody else out of business. Everybody will still be able to survive and make a living, and the, the demand in the community will be satisfied. If these people come in – They've got to suck up all the demand, the 11,000 square feet, and they have to grab the market share from at least two other facilities. Nope, we lost Bob. He'll be right back in. All right, here he is. Stand by. I lost your sound, but... um. Can you still hear me, Bob? Did you get oh, a phone call in the meantime? There you I are. Did. I did. Can... I'm sorry. Did All I right. No, off? sometimes it interrupts. All right. You might have to repeat what you were just saying. Okay. Where did I leave off? Um, it was like the last minute or so. Okay. Um, like I said, this uh, there's 11,000 square feet available in town right now. I'm going to solve that with the 33,500 square feet I just got approved. We're hopefully going to start construction next month and we're going to phase it. So we're going to do about 12,200 square feet net rentable. So we're going to satisfy the demand and we're not going to hurt anybody else to the point where they're going to go out of business. We're going to be, uh, it's called responsible development. It's not overdevelopment. You know, I care about the community and I really don't want to put anybody else out of business, you know. No, right, right. And you know, if this company comes in, it's definitely going to take at least one or possibly two companies right out of the mix. It's going to take two companies out of the mix just to make their overhead, not even turn a profit. They're going to end up between three and four and you can't take a half a company out. So, you know, they it's, it's going to be a, a bad, bad situation. We've already supplied the town council with two supply and demand studies and a market analysis done by professionals that show that this is where this is headed. And they should really require a feasibility study from the applicant done through the town manager so it's blind, nobody can put their fingerprints on it. And let's see what the feasibility study says. Um, that's gonna give you the true picture of what's gonna happen in town. And seeing it's done from the town's point of view, they can incorporate the the tax revenue um, element into that. Yeah, that was my next, that was what we were going to get into next. I seen earlier a few, we told you, uh, it was talked about earlier about a feasibility study. Now for the people that don't know, what will a feasibility study do? A feasibility study will show what their price is going to be per unit and how they're going to rent that place up to be profitable. What their business plan is to rent that up. And there is not one financial institution that will loan a self storage, a new self storage facility, any money without a feasibility study. And seeing this is a rezone, and it all points to it's not good for the town. The town should have that feasibility study.
before they allow them the rezone. And where is, do you know where the, the town stands on, on the feasibility study? Well, um, Councillor Aiello, Councillor Cordio, and Councillor Shalaba all said they wanted a feasibility study on March 6th. But on April 3rd, it seemed to go to the wayside. So I'm going to bring that up on Monday night. And we need this feasibility study. Now, Council Petra um, says we don't need one. And, you know, I can go into that if you'd like. Whatever you want. This is, you know, I'm trying to give you the voice. So, you know, you could take it over. Just tell the people what, the, what you think they need to hear. Well, Councilor Petra, you know, is, is, has said, um, what did he say first? Let's see. Well, one of the things he said, it was going to be good for the town, okay? And he has no data to back them up. And like I said, they have two supply and demand studies that say it's not going to be good for the town and a market analysis that always also says it's not going to be good for the town. Um, they, he says, well, the place is empty. If they have the money, they should be allowed to do it. But what happens if they fail? What happens to the storage facilities that are going to go out of business? It's going to be a big empty building. Yep. You might have three of them. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like restaurants. Said, he also said he doesn't take stock in feasibility studies. Every, Like I said, every financial institution that's going to loan money to a self-storage facility requires a feasibility study. Every, about 90% of the private investors require a feasibility study. That other 10% is dark money. They're looking to launder their money or they're looking to um, invest money that could be questionable to get it not to be dark money. So you want to stay away from that 10%. <laughs> yeah, any, yeah, definitely, you know. You know, any legitimate uh, lender or investor is going to want a feasibility study. So they all want this, yeah, definitely, because they want to know what they're backing. They want to know, you know, if it's going to be profitable, you know, for them to give you the money, I'm thinking. They want to know how they're going to make it. I, I want to know how they're going to make it, because... Their only business plan can be to wipe out two or three facilities. That's the only place the market share can come from. And you don't think it would come outside the market, right? Outside of like you get customers from out of town? Um, three to five miles is about the radius, okay? Uh, that's, that's about the radius unless the only way you get people from out of town is if a nearby town is undersupplied. So – you know, about 11,000 square feet of the storage business is probably going out of town right now. And once we satisfy that, it'll come back into town. You might need, you know, another 5,000 in two years. And we're going to um, phase our expansion to accommodate that. So we will open up more storage as the town needs more storage and the town benefits with more taxes from us and nobody gets hurt. Everybody stays in business. You know, guys like um, the storage connection on Franklin Street, they're family owned and operated. Um, the storage, Ace Storage on Oak Street, they're family owned and operated. 
Um, Oak Street Storage across from me, their family owned and operated. And Friendship was just bought by three gentlemen and one of them, him and his wife, run it. So are they family owned and operated? I would say they're more that than an investor group. Yeah, you can... Uh... <laughs> You, you can see, yeah. Um, so May 1st, um, there's going to be a town council meeting. And after the meeting, I'll actually replay some of the reaction on my channel, you know, and, and see what they have to say. Um, do we leave anything out, Bob? Um, probably, but I'm not used to doing this. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, talk to me like you would talk to anyone else. No, I get, I get it. Um, uh, you know, but you're welcome to come back anytime. Just give me a, you know, hit, hit me up, give me a message. You know, uh, we're talking to Bob Selico, Trestle Park Storage expansion coming soon. So the place is going to get a makeover. You know, Mike, what I really want to say is let's get the study. If the economics prove me wrong, I'm all for it on the economic front. There's other issues with it, but on the, the economic front is the big front. Right. Let's get the feasibility study. And if I'm wrong, I'll be the first to admit it. So if you're wrong, you will welcome in a new storage company to Westerly. As long as they address the comprehensive uh, uh, permit, uh, the comprehensive plan problems and the spot zoning issue, because they're both pretty big issues. Today, we're talking about the economic, which I think the economic issue is the one that is most important to the people of Westerly. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a pretty big building. And like you said, if they go under, what do you do with a place like that? It becomes a place for vandals. It becomes a, a, a site for you can't, you can't repurpose these buildings. They're built <laughs> on a 10 by 10 square foot grid. They're built just for self-storage. It's not like you can open them up and use the building for something else. That building has to come down. Right, yeah. We, we've seen them type of buildings. You know, the um, they're putting a huge one up in Johnston. Huge, huge place. Uh, but, all right, Bob, thank you. Um, well, one, one other thing I'd like to, I'd also sure. like to, uh, to point out. I believe Worcester um, and... I don't know what other towns across the country, but it's becoming more and more prevalent to get a feasibility study before they allow a self-storage facility into the town, even if it's zoned for it, even if they don't need a zone change. Because self-storage is a little bit like the Wild West right now. You know, you can, you can come in, put up a big facility, take all the market share, and you can make, you know, eight, or 10% on your money every year. So, and towns are getting overrun. They're, these people are coming in, they're putting people out of business and they're causing quite a mess. Well, this is why this gentleman been doing this since 95. You know, if I missed a limp, I believe I read that he's been in the storage building business since 1995. So yeah, it's always well, been a very... He has been a appraiser for... For the people that want the feasibility studies, he appraises the the property. He doesn't do the feasibility study. He's an MIA or MAI appraiser, and he'll do that appraisal for the bank. All right. And as far as him being in the storage business, as far as owning and operating, he says he has, but he has not produced anything of, of any location that he's actually owned and operated. He hasn't produced any proof of any 
uh, self-storage facility that he's invested in or that he's building, you know, what does he do? Do they build them? Do they flip them? Do they build them? Do they run them? He hasn't he's, given us yeah, any right. of that. You know, we need to know. We need to know, Mr. Lamp. We need to know these things. You know, um, he's saying Wesley needs 10 to 15,000 square feet of additional storage at most based on the 2021 storage demand forecast. That is correct. Ten to, I think one study says 20,000. Five to 20,000 is the, the range of what we need. I'm saying it's probably more like 12,000, and that's what I'm going to start with because that's the safe move. It's safe for the town. And it's good for the people. We'll satisfy the demand and we won't put anybody out of business. All right. So, you know, let's hope things work out. You know, um, we got to support local business, you know, that's been here, you know. Um, and if the feasibility study, you know, proves Mr. Selico right, he said he'll welcome in as long as them other things are taken care of. Um, Bob, you're welcome to come back anytime. Um, if you want to come back, you know, after the meeting on, on the first, you might be all fired up or you might be say, let's go. It's going to be, you know, we're going to have a big party at Trestle Park. But um, congratulations on your expansion over there. I wish you much success. Thank you very much, Mike. Thanks for having me. And uh, let us know your phone number one more time for the people that are just tuning in. 401-596-6356. There we go. Actually, I'll actually put that up on the screen so people can uh, they can see it. They can give Bob a call. And um, thank you for Mark Wright for sponsoring all these programs this year. And we'll, we'll be back this year with a lot of great high school football coming up. But um, thank you, Bob. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Well, there we have it. Trestle Park Storage, Bob Selico. You know, um, after talking to him, I really now I kind of understand a little bit more about what he was saying about the feasibility study. Um, and this is how we make connections, you know, uh, give people a voice. Do we need a big storage facility like that? At first, I was for it because I'm sick of seeing that big square sitting over there, you know. But now thinking about the small businesses and you know how much I really try to be there for the little guy. You know, um, I think I'm on Team Trestle Park now or Team Bob. Or, but we'll be back. <laughs> you already know how we do this, man. We appreciate everybody. Um, we did some of the school committee meeting earlier. We talked about the Dan Barry situation. You know, um, Dan Barry came into town doing a feasibility study. Um, but, yeah, so we'll see how this feasibility study works out and if you need a voice or if something is pressing you you know you can definitely welcome to come on the podcast it's not only sports or local westerly topics you know wherever you're from in rhode island we would love to help you and give you a voice but all right thank you everybody uh let me see if i can find any of these little short clips that i have we're out of here invite members of the community to the podium You need to think about it. And as Leslie said, what you say matters, how you say it matters. Just because you can say it doesn't mean you should What's say it. What's going on here? Maybe some kind of personal issue here where maybe the younger sister is maybe doing a little bit better than the older brother. The younger sister is maybe a little bit happy. We have your name. 
day, man. Um, we'll definitely be back with more. And then we find out that the superintendent puts out his email that I could. So in a conversation with the town manager yesterday, he would pick up from there. So um, part of the reason why we're having this discussion, this doesn't reflect on Mr. Dijek or, or your company, but um, things here have kind of gotten just for lack of a better term out of control. Um, I think it may have started with an email that was sent by the athletic director stating that there was a start date for the fields. Um, and uh, it's kind of snowballed from there. So we all know that this body is the only body that can authorize any work to be done at those fields. And this body has not done that to this point. Correct, Mr. Dijek? We don't have anything. No, no, no contract, no agreement, no nothing. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so, you know, how, how the conversation started into start dates and, you know, completion dates. And there was a rumor about materials being dropped off and all that things. Um, it's really just snowballed out of control. So we as a committee need to really take this back. We need to make sure that um, we know exactly what's going on, what we've approved, what we haven't approved, what we can expect um, in the future. For, for my point, I know a lot of, I would imagine probably all members feel this way, that when we're approached by a member of the public saying, hey, you know, what's going to happen with graduation? They're starting the fields. And obviously we haven't approved anything, so we don't know what they're talking about. So it makes us... Eric, ask Diane. Diane knows everything. Diane's been holding all the cards. Ask Diane Bowdy. All right, people, man. Um, you know, always, always a big shout out to my man Chris DePaul, man. Boy, is he missed. You know, we do have some um we do want to play a Krista Powell, some, some Krista Powell sound that I have. We're definitely going to get to that very, very soon. When I drop you off, you never see your father saw 48 hours of the week. It's not enough for us to speak. It's not enough for me to teach. I want to hug you. You're out of reach. You're so far away. I just want you here with me. Just know this wasn't up to me. Driving from your mama crib, I find it hard to breathe. Hard to tell you what I mean, but I never want to leave. There's things I must protect you from. I only can two days out the week. I only feel like a man on them two days out the week. The rest of the time, I'm on my grind sometimes. I Wins, not everybody. The older coaches, they want to cry. They want to go to these RIIL meetings, and they want to cry. We're not competitive. We can't do this. <laughs> I can't be in. What are we doing here? Oh, he wilding right now. Stay out here. Rhode Island, stand up, man. I'm trying to put on for my city. I'm trying to put on for my city, man. Be honest with you, I pissed off. D1. But I don't want to be called D2. Getting things correct in the most timely manner. I mean, think about it. If we didn't have all this crying...
That's the bad guy. Bad guy. Bad guy. That's the bad guy. The bad guy. The bad guy. The bad guy.